Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 312 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com. Or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. Happy Saturn's Day, my friends. Happy Saturn's Day. It's been a minute since I have just sat here and rambled at you about nothing. And that's what we're going to do here today. Ramble about nothing. Aren't you excited? (laughs) This, too, is Saturn's Day evening post number 16 because I rambled about nothing last Saturn's Day uh, for my patrons on Patreon because I owed them one. I owed them one. I was going to take uh, an entire week off of podcasting, so I completely lied to you because I said I'm taking a week off podcasting and making videos, and I completely intended to do that. And then I was like, but you know what? I owe them one, and I was feeling chatty in the moment, so I just made it an exclusive thing and... And it was fine. It was fine. What I'll tell you right now, it is 3, excuse me, it is 5.37 p.m. And I've been on the fence for an hour if I was going to do this. (laughs) So this will be going up pretty late in the evening, speaking of Saturn's Day evening, because I didn't think I was going to do this. I'm not especially chatty right now. I have been writing my butt off. I've been writing two to 3,000 words a day doing word sprints for Camp NaNoWriteMo, which I love, but I've been doing that in addition to doing coaching calls and writing whatever newsletters, and Queen starts tomorrow, the five-week audio journey, so I've been telling people about that, and doing all my usual things, and my taxes, the DMV, the Lanterman Regional Center, all these things like popped up all at the same time for me too, which involve a lot of paperwork, so I've been very, very busy, (laughs) busy, and using my brain a lot. So I've been really, really, really cherishing every nap, every bath, every moment with Jessica Jones. Me and Jessica Jones are having a relationship right now. Do you know who Jessica Jones is? (laughs) That's my girl right now. That's my girl. I think I sang... Barracuda to you when season two of Jessica Jones was being promoted and I had never seen one episode of it but at the time I was looking for a new bath time TV show I love to take baths Um, I guess my point before I turned to Jessica Jones was my brain hurts I don't have a lot to give so I was on the fence if I was going to do this episode but here I am doing it so I shouldn't complain and I should just talk right and let's just see what happens <laughs> right now Jessica Jones is happening uh, but I was I was asking you all like do you have a TV show that I can watch cuz I I reward myself like I'm like if I get all this crap done whatever the crap is the paperwork the cleaning the crap crap literal like scooping the litter box whatever the things are that I have to do for that day if I get it done By this time, uh, then I will take an hour just to take a bath 
and watch an episode of some TV show, whatever. I tend to watch them in a row. So I'll like hang with one until it's over. So it's not exactly binge watching. I guess sometimes I call it binge watching, but it's like one episode here and then a couple days later, the next episode. But I stick with it and I watch it sequentially, typically. Uh, so <laughs> when, it, when I think it was Twitter, they were promoting Jessica Jones and they were using... I was like, ah, if you play that song, I'll probably say yes to whatever it is you're asking me to do. In this case, they were saying, Jessica Jones, season two. But I hadn't seen season one yet. So I started watching that since the last time I talked to you. And I love it. I'm changing as a person. I don't know. Every, it seems like every time I say never or I am not this, I end up becoming that or doing that thing I said I would never do. <laughs> Uh, like me always saying, I'm not a goddessy witch. I'm not a goddessy witch. I don't worship a goddess. I'm not really goddessy. Uh, it got to a point where it's like, and now I'm working with Athena. So what am I going to do? I don't know. And for a long time, I, I'm sure recently I was talking about, I'm not really into superhero anything, except I really enjoyed Chris Nolan's superhero stuff. Oh, and Tim Burton's superhero stuff. And I liked Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. And then there's Black Panther. <laughs> and now I'm watching Jessica Jones. I really like it. I don't know what's with the violence either because I remember saying to you, I just want something very gentle and sweet. And then I ended up watching The Alienist and loving it. And The Alienist is so violent and so graphically violent. And now I'm watching Jessica Jones, which also has a lot of violence in it. But Kristen Ritter is the star and I love her face. That's another thing. I, I like to draw people. I love to draw interesting faces. She has a face I would draw. I just like it. I don't know. It's quirky. It's like the proportions. She's very beautiful, but the proportions are off in a really interesting way. I like, I like her face. <laughs> so maybe I'm a little bit hypnotized by Kristen Ritter's face. Um, but I like, I like the story, too. I'm having a good time. They do a really good job of ending with, cliffhangers are just enough intensity to where like you're like I want to know what's next so if I did have time to binge watch if I was inclined to binge watch I probably could have sat and watched the entire first season in one in one sitting <laughs> but I don't have time for that so it, it's taken me a long time and I just finished season one and I can't wait to start season two so I'm excited to have I'm always happy to have something like that uh, because I'm really into using reward systems if you've done, uh, is it, it's the, equ the Autumn Equinox module, the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year. We work with something called the Reward Board, and that is something I do all the time, just in my life. I reward, I play little tricks on myself. I play magic tricks on myself <laughs> to get me to do things that I both want to do and don't want to do at the same time. Does that make sense? <laughs> so I just saw somebody saying something about being a writer you know you're a writer when you really want to write your book and you don't want to write your book at the same time I have a lot I'm a Libra I'm a Libra so indecisiveness or being on the fence with just about everything <laughs> is like a defining characteristic of me I am I'm a fence sitter <laughs> uh and 
And so I have to play a lot of tricks on myself to keep myself consistent. That's why I'm here today. I was like, you know what? I said I was doing this episode. I need to do it just to keep the consistency and uh, just to show up for people who say they enjoy these strange rambles about nothing and, and to show up for myself in a way. Not that this isn't enjoyable. It totally is. But sometimes I'm just, like, right now, I just want to be like, blah, blah, blah. I want to sit in this big chair that is, like, squishy and soft. It has a down back. It's huge. You have to, like, climb into the chair, and it's very hard to get out of the chair. (laughs) It's a big chase. And I love to sit there with, like, books and papers and uh, food, like, all around me. And um, so I would just like to do the blah in the big big chair right now and not make an effort but I actually have work to do after this and I have not written my 2000 plus words for the day after this so I'll be up late I did take a nap and I did take a bath and I did watch the last episode of season one of Jessica Jones today so don't feel sorry for me okay (laughs) I I did my playing up front I did it up front I also did an interview this morning I don't know when it's gonna air um but Joey Morris is a friend of mine I've had her on here a couple times I really just love her this I like to argue with Joey I like this is usually a thing I have with men I love to argue with men in a friendly way friendly arguing I find it very fun and exciting (laughs) and I think I uh I just um gosh this is gonna get me in trouble saying this and I already started I opened the door while I walked through it I find it's easier for me to argue with men typically not always because Joey's a woman uh because I understand them a little bit better in that context and I don't worry about saying something that's offending them and them not expressing that to me so they're like secretly hating me and taking them that off with them so like after we've had our fun (laughs) which has happened to me with women in the past so I'm a little more cautious and a little more uh reserved sometimes with women with this part of my personality so you can judge me for that that's just my experience and how I've 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 (laughs) I've navigated this part of my personality that loves to fight 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 I just find it so fun it's not it's not arguing it's just I, I guess I'm using that word to be funny but I like debating I like talking about things I really love having a difference of opinion Uh, And listening to what the other person's opinion is and and playing devil's advocate sometimes and uh, asking provocative questions. And with Joey, I feel very safe doing that. And she is a very strong uh, sense of who she is and what her beliefs are. And so I, I don't know, I, I enjoy doing that with her. So it seems like every single time I end up talking to her, I en- we end up having like a little, just an interesting, juicy conversation. So that's what it was. But it's for uh, E.A. Quedding's Becoming a Living God. She's making videos for his website, I guess. So I'm a little bit nervous about that because that is a 
it's an occult centric crowd in a in a in a way that is different from I think most of the people that listen to Hippie Witch. So like what I know of you all, just uh, just a vague idea of who you all are, <laughs> is it's a it's a range for sure. Uh, a lot of men, a lot of women, mostly people that are really positive and interested in making the most of their lives. There are people here that are straight up witches and people here that are very new agey, people that are witch curious, I would call them. (laughs) And some people that are just like, I don't know what I think about any of that. I just like hanging out and listening to you for some reason. Whereas I think his crowd is very interested in the occult and, and very well versed in the occult. And so I'm thinking I'm, they're maybe not going to love me. I don't know. Maybe that's just my insecurity speaking. So I'm interested to see what happens when the interview posts. And, and if I hear from anybody, <laughs> I want to know. Because uh, I kind of went there. Because right away she wanted to talk about ascension. And I had never heard her say the word ascension. And you might have heard me here talk about ascension before. How I'm not really into the ascension movement. So... I did not realize at the time when I asked, like, wait a minute, I like stopped her. I was like, did you just say the word ascension? I've never heard you say that before. And she's like, yeah, well, that's his thing. Like, and I was like, oh, it is. Let me talk about why I don't like the word ascension, <laughs> which is his thing. This is going on on his forum. So I would love to have him come on this podcast to talk because I, um, I'm aware of who he is, E.A. Quedding, I believe is how you say his name. I'm aware of who he is. I've seen him around. Uh, and I listened to an inter- interview he did with Joey not not too long ago. And it was really heavy and interesting. And he shared about his own childhood trauma and things like that in a way that I thought was very courageous and making yourself vulnerable in that way uh, publicly, I think is always really interesting. It's something that I've done in my as well, like making yourself that vulnerable. So I have a lot of respect for other people when they do it, because I know what all that entails, no matter what kind of front you put on about how, how tough and cool you are. It's challenging. It's interesting to share that with the world in a way. Do you know what I mean? So um, I can't believe I'm thinking of things to say right now. And it's it's like I turn the mic on and my mouth just starts going. (laughs) And a lot has happened since I talked to you, too. So uh, I don't know why I think sometimes I'm not going to have anything to say. This is going to be horrible. I'm going to talk about absolutely nothing because usually stuff stuff comes to mind. Oh, I should tell you this. I should tell you this, for those of you who who are interested in health, saving the planet, being like a hippie cottage witch, natural products, if if stuff like that interests you, I have three recommendations. One is a product you can buy called BioClean, and I think off the top of my head it's Bio. Clean is K-L-E-E-N, BioClean, and it's an enzyme cleaner. And it's got these enzymes. I like to think of them as little critters. It's like a bottle of critters. And you spray it on. It gets rid of pet stains. It gets rid of, um, 
what I used it to do was get rid of the grease, like in the nooks and crannies of my stovetop. Like it's very disgusting and hard to clean that. And I've ruined many toothbrushes trying and it just kind of smushes around and makes a mess because it's grease, you know. You can get it off. It just takes a lot of effort. This stuff, you spray it on. I'm so excited about it. I should have taken before and after pictures, but I don't want to be like an infomercial. <laughs> but I got a huge, deep, deep level of satisfaction out of this. You spray it on the grease or whatever the thing is you're trying to clean. I'm thinking about my stovetop because that's the thing that impressed me the most. And then you just walk away. You let it sit there for at least five minutes. I let it sit there longer. And these little critters eat. You're feeding them. You're doing something something good for the critters you're feeding them they like eat the crud in this case the grease uh, or the cat poop or whatever it is they eat it they gobble it up and then you can just uh i think it says to take a wet cloth and and dab at it to like pick up whatever the spill is but because this is on like a stovetop surface i just wiped it away wiped it away with a sponge and it just came off like one of those commercials that Commercials lie. They act like it's like one wipe and the thing is like spotlessly clean. And then you buy the product and you do that and you're like, oh my God, what is happening? My hair is frizzing and I'm scrubbing and I'm sweating and it's not like the commercial. This stuff is <laughs> bio clean. It's very, very cool. Um, the other two things, one is ants. I have stories. Oh, now, now I'm waking up more because I'm thinking about <laughs> stories. So Ants and mosquitoes are a problem now because spring is in full swing and we're starting to even get little moments of summer. It was 98 degrees here on Monday. Why, God, why? It's April. <laughs> 98. 98. I feel like I want to call somebody when that happens. Like, who do I call to complain? There's nobody to call. <laughs> you just have to put up with it. Um, but when it gets really hot here, the ants come out. Because my house is ancient and very, 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 very schlumpy, there's lots of nooks and crannies for ants to come in, and every year it's just an ant fest. And the funniest year th that I still am paying for to this day, it might have even been a decade ago. It's been a long, 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 long time ago. I was in a super hippie phase where I was eating a raw food, vegan diet, 100% all the time. And every single thing I did had to be like super duper hippie. And so I didn't want to use any kind of cleaners. And I had read that ants won't cross a cinnamon line, a line of cinnamon. And so like a damn fool, I put lines of cinnamon all over my property. And I did it in my medicine cabinet. And I did it in the kitchen like, all along, like, windows and stuff. I mean, is that just the ugliest thing you can think of? A line of brown, brownish-red powder all over everything. Brown, mostly. <laughs> I did it in drawers. And then, because it's cinnamon, it spreads. You know, if there's a little breeze kicks up or you try to clean it, it just, like, makes a brown mush yuck. So I've cleaned it, obviously. It's been many years off of most of the surfaces, but it got into the nooks and crannies of some drawers. And there's this one drawer that if you slam the drawer, it still has enough cinnamon in it <laughs> that it will rain down on the utensils in the drawer below it. That's where I keep like spatulas and wooden spoons and stuff. So every once in a while, I'll open that drawer like white measuring cups and it'll have little brown sprinkles all over it. I'm like, curse you, cinnamon! 
God, why did I do that? It was like the dumbest thing ever. And it worked for a minute. It didn't kill the ants. They just wouldn't cross the line. So it just sort of redirected them. And then eventually it loses its potency and you have a huge mess all over the place. So don't do that. Then I really got into diatomaceous earth one year. And it's kind of the same deal, although diatomaceous earth does kill bugs. And... But it's super messy. It's a powder. And it's it's not, even if you buy, um, like, organic food grade, I think even it is. I don't, I don't know how they, how they grade it. But it's still not good for your lungs if you breathe it in and you have to be careful with it and stuff. And, again, it's a line of powder. It's, like, not cool, you know, <laughs> uh, that way. So this year I was Googling and I saw, I was, I went through my little, I have this cute tiny little medicine cabinet thing in my kitchen that holds my essential oils. And I was Googling all the essential oils I had in ants and eucalyptus oil and ants came up. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Am I, can I make it go away? Ah. Ugh, my allergies go crazy at this time of year too. Don't sneeze. Don't sneeze. Okay. Um, so I Googled eucalyptus oil and ants and it was like, ding, ding, ding. This is a match. You shall kill them with eucalyptus oil. And I, and somebody, I never follow these formulas exactly, exactly, but it was such and such parts rubbing alcohol to eucalyptus oil. And I was like, I can do that. So I got the Dollar Tree has a pretty good sized bottle of rubbing alcohol for $1. And I added that to a spray bottle with... I don't know how many drops of eucalyptus oil. I just watched the dropper go until I felt good about it. And then I shook it up. And we had a big situation with ants outside. Some new plants I had just planted. I wouldn't recommend spraying this directly on a plant. Because I have a feeling that would not be good. I'm pretty sure plants don't like rubbing alcohol. That it would just suck suck the life right out of them. Suck the moisture right out of them. Um, but it's this is something that's safe to spray around people and animals as far as I know, and um, so that's good. So I sprayed around the plants where the ants were, and it killed the ants, and no ants have come back since, and which is awesome. And then I started using it around my house. Same thing. You have to like the smell of eucalyptus oil. And it's a little medicinal, even more than usual, because it's mixed with uh, rubbing alcohol. The rubbing alcohol smell, though, goes away pretty quick. And, and you also get used to the essential oil smell. It, the eucalyptus oil, your nose just gets used to it. But if you don't like the smell, I can see how that would really bug you. Speaking of bugs, also carrying on with this, is we have mosquitoes from hell. I don't know what this is about, but for the last... I don't ever remember L.A. being humid. And I don't know if this is a global warming thing or what has happened, but the last few years it's been humid here in the summer times, which is weird uh, and new. It's a new thing that we have this humidity. And last year we had tons of mosquitoes, so many that at night when you would turn the patio light on, you could see like an ocean of mosquitoes rise up about two feet off the ground like in unison and then they would like lower back down. It was very creepy and disconcerting. <laughs> and I was getting eaten alive and so itchy and so frustrated. 
And one day I got so fed up with it that I started Googling it. And my Glendale, where I live, it said that the CDC had released a warning for Glendale, California, that we we had... We were having this weird mosquito thing going on in an outbreak or an epidemic of West Nile virus here where I live. And people were dying and hospitalized from West Nile virus last year. And I was like, what? Why isn't this on the news? What is this? And why? I mean, Los Angeles is huge. Why only my little hood here? Like, what is happening? Um, And I still don't know why Glendale. What is that about? I have no idea. But anyway, they all winter, and keep in mind, it's not like it snows here. It's not like the freezing cold winter, but it gets cold, cold in air quotes, (laughs) California cold, you know? Um, But we would still have like these teeny tiny little baby mosquitoes, like randomly all through winter, all the way till spring. And I would would slap my hands together. I would clap them dead (laughs) so you could see it like... Like buzzing by, and I just you get so used to them that you don't even care if you have mosquito guts on your hands. You know, you get so sick of trying to like find a magazine and chase them around that when one is like right in front of you, you just clap your hands and kill it. I'm a bug murderer. Um, so uh, same thing, Google to the rescue, googling the essential oils I had and. Lavender wasn't like high on the list of the most potent, but it was the one that I had that I can, that I like the smell of, that I could put on my body and not like want to freak out and take a shower. So I mixed lavender oil with castor oil. So castor oil was the carrier oil and, uh, They bite my feet, I should tell you this, because when it's warm, I always like to have covers on, but I poke my feet out of the covers, and I would wake up every morning and have mosquito bites on my feet. (laughs) So I covered my feet and my my hands and my arms, and... uh, to see what would happen in the first night. Nothing happened. Nobody bit me. There were no new mosquito bites. And then the next night. And then the next night. And I don't know how many my nights it's been. I think I'm coming up on a week and I've not gotten one new mosquito bite. So awesome recommendation if you're getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. Castor oil with lavender oil in it. And again, I, I, it's not a science with me. So don't ask me like how many drops to, I don't know. I just mix it up. <laughs> I just, I just, I have this little blue spray bottle that I filled halfway with castor oil. And then I sat there and dumped a bunch of drops of lavender oil in it until I felt good about it. And then I gave it a shake. <laughs> so that's what that is. And I'm very excited about it. I probably smell like something medicinal hippie when you come into my house. Cause I also burn a lot of incense. <laughs> It must be very smelly here, and I just can't smell it because, like, I'm in it, you know. Like, the fish doesn't know it's in water because it lives in the water. Uh, I probably don't know that I stink to high a heaven of essential oils and incense because that's my water. (laughs) So (laughs) maybe I should rename this the Stinky Witch. Maybe I'm stinky. I don't know, but I know I'm not itchy except up my nose. Now the next thing is to figure out how to stop that because I have super bad spring hay fever allergy situation going on. That sucks. Um, The other thing I wanted to, this is an ask. Have you guys listened to scripted podcasts? 
I did not know, maybe I vaguely had an idea that they existed, but it didn't hit my radar that scripted podcasts are a thing until Kristen Wiig was in the news. I really love Kristen Wiig. I think she's an interesting person, and I think she's amazingly talented, so I perk up when her name crosses my path. And um, she's going to be in a scripted podcast called Sandra. And I, uh, I have this Hollywood Reporter story on my computer. Where is it? <laughs> Sandra. Okay, I'll read this to you. Sandra tells the story of Helen Pereira, a new hire at a technology company that designed the world's most intuitive virtual assistant. Helen spends her days at Orbital Teledynamics. Orbital Teledynamics. Helping users as they ask questions and make demands of the Sandra voice assistant. But the users don't know that Sandra is real. Meanwhile, she struggles to manage a divorce from husband Donnie and keep her boss Dustin happy, all while she begins an increasingly unprofessional relationship with heartbroken Sandra super user Tad. Okay, so that's the that's what it's, the story is going to be. And then it says Sandra is part of a slate of spring programming, like a scripted scripted podcast is such a thing. They have spring programming. This is blowing my mind. I did not know this was such a thing. Um, it's a part. It's a uh, let's see, part of a slate of spring programming from Gimlet, which already produces thirteen podcasts. The other projects include a docudramedy a docudrama called The Habitat. <laughs> I'm going to make a spoof called The Habitat. <laughs> oh, it's called The Habitat about a group of volunteers. <laughs> the Habitat. Oh, a group of volunteers who for a year acted out what life would be like on Mars from a remote mountain in Hawaii. So is this a thing? Are you guys listening to scripted podcasts? That is so interesting to me. I've, I have never listened to one, period, of any kind. So I guess that's what the murder mysteries are, maybe, that I see people talking about murder mystery podcasts and stuff like that. It must be listening to, like, old-fashioned radio. Isn't it so funny that we can... We have all these different forms of interactive entertainment now, like uh, virtual reality and or just watching movies and TV shows and playing video games. And people are going to sit around and listen to scripted podcasts. It feels so old fashioned in a really charming way, Uh, because back in the day, people used to listen to serial radio like shows just like we watch TV, but it would just be over over the radio. Like, families would sit around and listen to these shows. I, I think that's how soap operas started. Soap operas were originally on the radio. So how interesting. I know I hear from a lot of you that listen to the podcast while you're driving uh, to work, like if you have a long commute. So hello, podcasting and audiobooks is... is Gosh, that's a lifesaver for for people that drive. I have to do, I do, sometimes it's a three-hour round-trip drive, not very often. I do it at least a weekend a month uh, when my kid gets to go be with his grandparents and I get a weekend to myself. It, it often works out to be two weekends a month, but uh, but Friday afternoon, I'll do this round-trip drive 
that takes about three hours. And then Sunday when I get them back, I do the same drive. So that's when I listen to audiobooks and podcasts and stuff like that. And I so appreciate it. And then I also listen to them when I work out and when I clean. And I remember when audiobooks were new, thinking like, yeah, I'm never going to do that. That's another never thing that I said I'd never going to do. Like, why? Like, I just love books. Why would I want to listen to a book? I like to read. I like to take notes. Um, but what I've found is where I'm at right now is I like listening to nonfiction. So if like I'm learning something, I like to listen to the audiobook. If it, it depends on the reader. I have to like the voice. Uh, but now I'm getting sad that I'm all the way through almost. I'm in the middle of the, uh, the Deathly Hollows, so I'm almost completely done with Harry Potter. I'm so sad. And because I have met other Potterhead nerds who are, like, super into it, they're like, but you can listen to it on audiobook now. So maybe I'm going to start all over at the beginning with audiobook. <laughs> so I've done the movie series a few times. I've, I've read all the books one time. I'm certain I'll read them again one day, like, the entire series again, because I just want to be in that world. I just love that world. I don't know what that's about. Um but now people swear the audiobooks are amazing and the narrator is so great. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll do that. And I saw a little statistic that said audiobook sales have risen 20% for the third consecutive year. So this is becoming a way of life for us people here. So many of us, the listening, um, it's really interesting. Like I just would never have predicted this for myself either. I started making videos, uh, with kick-ass switch and I just never thought that I, I just didn't have it in my mind when I had a business plan that I would do a podcast. And then I just didn't know I would fall so in love with podcasting that I stopped making videos most of the time and just turned to podcasting instead. So I, I love it as a user and I love it as a creator both. Um, yeah, so that is cool. There's a lot of things that I, I have on this little... Um, I've told you I keep these little PDFs of just stuff that's interested me since the last time I talked to you. But um, I think I'm going to make this short, a short and sweet little hello. Hi, I'll be back here next week when I have my brain back. But I, I'm looking at all of like these little like strange notes that I've made to myself. And I just feel like, no, no, I have to go write my 2000 plus words. I want to go write my words and I want to have some brain power for that. So um, let me tell you the super nerdy thing that I've been doing because I'll take a picture of this because I don't have a picture to go with this episode. Uh, and I need a picture for social media, for Facebook and Twitter to go with the episode. So I will take a picture of my spread of J.K. Rowling clippings, newspaper and magazine clippings, and tell you how far down the, the nerdy, nerdy Potterhead rabbit hole I have gone. <laughs> I ordered uh, on eBay. I did it twice. I did it once, and then I did it twice because I loved it so much the first time. I ordered some super fans collection of newspaper and magazine clippings of J.K. Rowling over the years, and the first collection stretched all the way back to 2000, and it was fascinating getting to see and just the the way the whole thing unfolded in the news that one was a lot of newspaper clippings um but just to kind of 
follow the cultural uh, journey that this book series went on. It Oh, it was so interesting. I loved going through those clippings. I'm going to get one of these. Barnes & Noble has these. Uh, I love them for my illustrations. I buy them for my illustrations. They're like little portfolios, I guess. But they have like floppy... Uh, I don't know what the... Vinyl. They have vinyl covers, and then they have those plastic sheets where you can put magazine pages in, or in my case, uh, my illustrations. That's where I keep my illustrations. But it'll be perfect for all these newspaper clippings. I'll have a J.K. Rowling one, and I'll be just like weird stalker fan lady because I ordered another one, and it just got here today from Australia, and this one looks so cool. Um, I haven't had a chance to go all through it to see... Sorry, I'm looking away from the mic, looking at my clippings in case it just got quiet there. That's why I haven't had a chance to look through this one to see how far it dates back. But I've seen, I just glanced through to see what the pictures are. And it's so cool seeing her. I like to see someone's physical evolution, especially women, because the hair and the makeup, like they've changed so much over the years. She's always looked like J.K. Rowling, but... um, I like seeing those older pictures of her when she was just at the beginning of the Harry Potter journey and how glamorous she's gotten since. It's a fun little um, trajectory there. So I will take a picture of that when I'm done with this, while this loads, and then, yeah, I'll post it. I hope you guys are having, hey, Mercury Retrograde's over. I know a lot of people are complaining that it was kicking their butt. So, yay, you made it if you're still here on the planet, and you're listening to this. <laughs> so, happy new moon tomorrow. It's the new moon. And yay, queens, for those of you who are doing the queen journey with me. If you're listening to this on time and, and you want to do it with me, I'm going to leave the link up tomorrow. Uh, but we start tomorrow at 9 a.m. And you can you can still sign, sign up, and you'll get the first installment um, whenever you sign up. But uh, the link does come down. I take the whole program down until I don't know when I'm going to do it again. If or when, I don't know. Because I'm going to definitely be working on my publishing fantasies and dreams and goals this summer for sure. So uh, I doubt that I will be running it. I know I won't be running it this summer because that's what I'm going to be doing. So anyway, uh, much love to you all. Peace.